Spring forward. Springing yes. forward. It is an hour earlier than usual. <laughs> it feel, to me, I don't know, just because of the way the weekend... Well, I've had some late nights with the 3D printer. Like, Wednesday, Thursday, I didn't get to bed till like, 1. And then Friday was a pretty late night, too. But it was it was after midnight, but, but not close to 1 when I mm-hmm. went to bed. So I think it's catching up with me now. So even though it's... My body still thinks it's an hour earlier. Right. I'm I'm pooped. So all right, well, cool. This will be a good show then. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm with it enough to do a show. But you know, tonight was a night with Greg. I'm like, maybe Greg will text me and cancel. Maybe Greg will text me and cancel. You can always cancel, man. Nah, it's not, like I said, I'm not that bad. But I would not have been sad at all if mm. the show was canceled tonight. Um, I can yeah. just go home. No, no you're here. <laughs> I'm in the mood now that I know that you're here. I've someone to talk to. I'll be engaged. It's not like I'm falling asleep at the table or anything. Okay. Um, when I put the kids to bed, I always seem to have this sapping of energy, like, like right before it's time for them to go to bed. I don't know if it's a sympathetic thing that's happening, Mm. but like when we're reading, like I get drowsy, not just, it's not just reading books, but like that time of night, I get really drowsy. I wonder if it's because you, you're expanding a lot of energy when they're up. And your body then kind of instinctively knows that when you put them to bed, you're going to be expending a lot less energy. So it almost like goes into... shuts down early? Yeah. yeah. That, that's a weird one. The best I came up with is some kind of sympathetic, you know, maybe if my mannerisms are tired, it helps the kids go to bed or something like that. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, so like, you know, like around 7.30, mm-hmm. quarter to 8. And... and Here's an interesting thing. It was happening to me again today, but my circadian rhythm isn't caught up. So it was more of the cues of bedtime, I think, that were setting it off. Mm-hmm. So really interesting stuff. I'd love to... Parents out there, do you have this kind of extra drowsiness? And then once they're in bed, you like have a boost of energy and can do whatever. Because, I mean, it's not like I'm drowsy throughout the rest of the night. It's just when they're going to bed. I don't have an it's answer weird. for you. Yeah. So one of the things that you printed... Was you printed a couple things for me because I um I wanted like little uh, doohickeys for work uh, just mm-hmm. you know that because I like to have my hands occupied um and what I had to get for you some extra stuff because just the plastic wasn't enough there mm-hmm. were little buttons or switches I had to buy uh, and I sent yeah to so Greg found this fidget cube thing and it has buttons on it and it uses the little like momentary switch buttons that you find like surface mounted on circuit boards inside it. So it has a tactile click to it. So that's why they use them. Makes sense. But you know, there's nothing electronic or electrical inside right. the thing, but it's using electrical switch just because of the, the clickiness to it. Um, yeah, I mean, so I've printed, uh, probably 600 meters worth of filament so far. <laughs> Um, I noticed some of these. So some of these are in red. Some of these are in white. And the spinner you printed in a gold. Yeah. I, so I, first cube I tried to print for you. I wanted to do uh, red buttons, white caps, and a green cube. But the green was ABS, and ABS has shrinkage things, and you have to know how to use ABS a little bit better. And I've done other things in ABS, and I haven't had that problem. And I've done things since, and I've changed a little bit how I'm printing. Mm. But that cube pulled away from the bed while it was printing, and like so, the entire bottom side and the bottom quarter of the four surrounding sides were useless. It was ugly. Interesting. It's in that popcorn bucket back there. If you care to dig for it, if not, don't worry about it. 
Um, yeah, so I've been tinkering with the printer. Like I told Greg, I've had it apart uh, three times this week. Uh, no, notice how the, the table that's sitting on, I have shims underneath it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was squaring the damn thing, I'm like, you know, I better square the, bal- you know, get a level and balance, square the table first. Mm-hmm. So I went out and got, I had a bunch of old door shims that, you know, I've had for years. And so I shimmed the table that it's sitting on. And the table it's sitting on is the old bathroom cabinets from uh, our master bathroom when we redid them. And then a countertop that I redid, what, years and years ago. It still never put the finished molding on the front end of it, though. And um has like a Formica, Formica top laminated on the top of it. So it's a nice counter, nice and sturdy, but it wasn't level. Right. So now it's shimmed and level, and then I took the bed off and did everything I could to make the, the the metal rails go front and back. And then there's up and down rails behind the black frame. Not the ones with the screws, but the ones behind them are the ones that are important. So I did the best to get those square to each other, parallel to, each, to their peers and, and all that stuff. I um, redid the Z-Brace... And then I got some... You reprinted it? What's that? You reprinted it? Okay, oh, no, no. I mean, I, I took it apart and reassembled it. And then I've had to put those washers down. The, the nuts at the very bottom of the thread, uh-huh. I had to put those on because it was not very sturdy. Or it was kind of flexing down there. And uh, then I had the... So that was the first time I had it apart. And that was had me up to one in the morning. And then I was trying to calibrate the feed rate, and I was having problems with that another night. So that kept me up till one in the morning the next night. And then I figured out how to ask people on some online forums, and now I got the feed rate calibrated. They gave me another another way to do it, and it's a lot more reproducible that way. Uh, then I got some uh, thermal compound for the heat bed to transfer to the glass plate, which works great. So I noticed that the glass plate was like... 20 to 30 C cooler than the plate underneath it. And I had it up on little um, silicone corners. Mm-hmm. So keep it balanced. And what that, what's under there now is silicone heat transfer stuff that you, use, you can use on CPU yeah. heat sink stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know this stuff. Yeah. Usually it's, I mean, the stuff I've ever used is this compound grease stuff. This is actually like a sheet of silicone. Oh, interesting. And uh, so I was worried I've read about this heat plate can bulge in the center because it's more heat generated in the center than on the edges, or the heat dissipates on the edges, so it expands more in the center. So I was worried about that, so I just put triangles of this compound in the corners of the plate, but not in the center. And I couldn't believe how good this stuff works. The, in the corners where the compound was, I was less than three degrees from what the computer thought the temperature of the plate was. Wow. In the middle, I was like 15 to 18 degrees off where there wasn't any compound. Hmm. So I went on the 3D printer forum that you know I've been getting some tips from. And they're like, you know, the bulging isn't shouldn't be a huge concern. It's not going to cause like a rocking point or something in the middle. And with that silicone sheet there, it's gonna, the glass will float on it. You can get it nice and level. So I put the whole sheet the whole way across and get a wonderful heat transfer now. So now I can print ABS like that cube. I shouldn't have any problems with shrinkage. And uh, and then today I installed a mod inside the computer thing for the heat bed because these are these are kind of I don't know if notorious is the right word they're known to have one of their junk their wire terminals burn out because they're not rated for the amount of wattage that goes through at the power of the heat bed so they sell a um, a MOSFET kind of 
it, it lets you offload the current right from the power supply to the heat bed, not run through this board. And then you send a little bit of current from the board to turn on. It's almost like a transistor, right? Where it turns on. That's mm -hmm. what a MOSFET is. But it it's kind of allows you to have a little bit of current trigger the flow of a lot of current, right? So that offloaded the current from these questionable connectors. And, um, it, you know, it was like, I think it was 10 bucks for the MOSFET kit. And so it was pretty easy to install, but I had to get into the controller and, and wire some stuff up today. I'm about done. Um, so I... But I paid three twenty nine for the printer. I have seventy five dollars in upgrades into the printer, uh -huh. and a hundred and eleven dollars in material and tools. I bought a digital caliper because if I'm yeah. designing stuff, I need and to measure about four days worth of time. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know if you. I, I, I don't think I tweeted that. I, I did it in the work Slack channel. I'm like, uh, you know, this three D printing is almost exactly like home brewing. If you don't like tinkering with your gear as much as mm -hmm. making the product, mm -hmm. probably not the hobby for you. Yeah. But I figured that you would I mean, the way that you were going about it when you were talking you, you were talking about 3D printing, I figured that you would go for it as as you have mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, it, now you have it. Now what are you going to do with it besides printing so, this stuff for me? Great question. Open up the right the the left set of cabinets, the right door. In there you'll see kind of like a metal it's right in the front. I myself uh, tangled, up tangled up here. <laughs> <laughs> need to get some, yeah. some clips or something. Maybe some print yeah, some plastic I thought clips. about that, making a little cable tray there, yeah. the other door, the one right beside it. That thing right in the front. Uh-huh. Go ahead and grab that. So that is the, um, that's the mount. So I'm using my dad's dial indicator to level the tray. That's that big gear thing I showed you. Okay, yeah. So he went to, came over last night and got it out of the garage and on the way... That's the base. So what you do with this thing, what you use a dial indicator typically for, is you, this is a magnet in here, it sticks to an engine block, right? And then you put that indicator on a crankshaft, and you turn the crankshaft to see if the crankshaft's bent or something like that. And it shows you within thousandths of an inch. Right, yeah. So he dropped this, and this plastic retaining plate, which holds this clip, broke. Oh. He's like, son of a bitch, I broke this, come bring it over. I'm like, don't worry, Dad, I got you. So I printed a replacement. I designed and printed a replacement. See how it's red uh -huh. faceplate for that yeah. thing. So that's my first repair. There you go. It does seem to work. I can feel it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. No, it works. Just. I mean, I had you know inside on the faceplate are stops for that knob and and everything, and there's countersinks for the screws. I just did it up in the CAD program. It was pretty easy. If I didn't have those digital calipers, it would have been very difficult. So mm. the uh, digital calipers are. Uh, where they're probably back behind the hairspray. Um, What's the hairspray used for? The hairspray helps the stuff stick to the glass. I see. So you just put a coating of hairspray on the glass before you start. So I, like I equate now I'm equate I used to equate the smell of Aquanet with potato guns. Now yes. I'm now I'm equating it with 3D printing. Now how does it? So this little cube that I'm holding on, mm -hmm. uh, I love just the feeling of it. Oh, just, you love it. it that's because it's got a nice. It's got. Even better than all the little tactile things in there, because which are great for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's got a nice like weight to it. Okay. Uh, and th that surprised me because I wasn't expecting it to, to feel this sort of solid. I was expecting it to, to, to feel kind of more light. So when you're printing, the slicer program is the thing that's kind of aware of the geometry of the thing. So it has an algorithm to do the surfaces so like three layers in from every edge is treated differently three to five layers in from every edge is treated differently from mm -hmm. the stuff in the middle 
And then, so the stuff in the middle is filled with what they call, what the slicers call infill. And it's typically lots of voids in there and different patterns to give it support. So at the top of a void, if there's a lattice work there and you start doing solid stuff, it doesn't droop down inside, right? Uh, so I think that's probably still 50%. I mean, the cube itself, the void inside is probably 50% uh, air. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, there's some pretty deep um, cavities in that cube for like that big button. The switch yeah. is way down in there. So, you know, there's um, it still feels like it feels more substantial. Than yeah. That, and then the buttons, I think I or, you know, I probably did 20 percent fill for the cube and 50 percent fill for the buttons and the switches and stuff like that. Um, how did you get it all together? Did you I use super glue? I or? had the super glue in yeah. And it was a real pain putting those together. I don't want to make too many more of those. Uh, part of my problem was my tube of super glue was old. And it was kind of clogged up. So I had to snip some of the tip off. Uh -huh. So I didn't have the fine applicator. Right. So that made it more difficult. And, um, yeah, those weren't very... F I keep the, forgetting the, to bring it. I have, I have, because I bought it for a, a, um, a Halloween costume. But I have those little, like, oh, the, head thing that goes mm -hmm. down. And it's just... Right. To okay. a magnifying glass, I figured that would be good for you. Yeah, I could definitely use a pair of those. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't that have, with, the, with, with the headlamp mm -hmm. combined? Yeah. Yeah, and I could probably use a pair of those magnifiers. Um, Yeah, so I need to get some more super glue if I want to make it. I, I threw out that tube. I'm like, mm. this is for the birds, you know, <laughs> trying to use this thing. Um, so you didn't use, like, you didn't melt the plastic or anything? No. Super glue. The... the the dude should have designed the face plates to kind of use Snapping. like pre yeah press fits yeah um, so I mean there's definitely room for improvement on that cube. Well, there were there were two cubes I sent you. Yeah. Did you use the first or second? The the one that looked better is the one yeah. that I used. Um, he had basically stolen remixed ideas yeah. from like three other cubes, and then all these people are stealing. Right, their it's, idea it's, from it's, a I mean, stealing is... Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's a, you know, there's a Kickstarter right. with the, like, the guys that have thought of the fidget cube, you know, and then everyone else is like, oh, I got a 3D printer. Fuck them. I'm going to make one. Basically. <laughs> well, that's the joy of having one of these, yeah. right, is that you can do that. You don't have to... Yeah, you don't have to... Um... You have to go on Etsy to get your stuff. You can just... Right, right. Or you're not kind of captive to the one guy that has the patent. I mean, if you're not selling it, you're not really infringing mm -hmm. in their patent if you're making it for personal use. So you can reverse engineer for personal use all you want, as far as I know. I mean, physical things. Right. I have a question for you. Sure. Do you have a like a, a pool ball or a, uh, some just some sphere of any kind? This little I guess this, this will work. Not so Al, so those were over there because Allie went in her class and told her she got, like took requests from like everyone in uh -huh. class for things for three D printing. Uh, so I got a bunch of stuff to make, but the kind of um, now I have a bunch of stuff I really don't need to look good, so I can test a bunch of different settings and things like that. So I guess it's a good excuse to make a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Those are supposed to be soccer balls. The if you look really closely, yeah, you can see, see the, the panels. Yep, but uh, it's not really pronounced at that size. I had this brain thing where I was like, you know what? I have a good a good way to show what a Lawrence transformation is with a ball. Okay, um, and you just take a, a sheet of paper. Any paper really will do, but this has lines in it, so 
Um, you know, just imagine a graph here, mm -hmm. right? and um, you can have a point somewhere here. And a Lorentz transformation is some point on this sphere, like that, out from from the point you have. Okay. So that's the hyperbola, and you can see how the sphere can mm -hmm. kind of twist and turn because there's a there's a whole half semi there's a whole hemisphere, whole uh, semi semi sphere of points that this touches the zero point, but this knocks around mm -hmm. and makes a whole sphere there. And so at any point here, that's, there's then a point on the surface of the sphere. And the Lorentz transformation just tells you how to go from this right. to one of, the, to that, one of those points, one of those infinite points on that sphere, how it's, no matter how it's twisted. Okay. Yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, sorry that it doesn't seem profound to me, but I think was, I get what you're saying. To me, it's like, it's a cool visualization, I think, because mm -hmm. um, I, I just, you know, because I know what it is mathematically and I can, you know, see it. But when I was like, realized, oh, yeah, if you just look at it as a sphere and just, I don't know, to me, mm -hmm. to me, it's, it, it hit me like, yeah, this is a really cool way. So it would be really cool if I could, like, do some animation or something and show show it in sort of a 3D space without mm -hmm. my fingers touching it. Right. But... That's that's beyond me. <laughs> um, but that was something that I thought of. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, huh. <laughs> Good, huh? Well, I was trying to think of if I had anything interesting... So last week we talked about the self address self address stamped envelope, but we didn't yeah. tell them where to get where to send it to, or how to find where to send it to. Oh, <laughs> well, it, if you go to our sample, it's, like, it's the same oh, place. I, I know that, but when yeah. this time when we mentioned the self address stamped envelope in the show, we didn't okay. tell them where to find the address. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oops. That's okay. So uh, here's here's something they heard. Uh, talcum powder is good for killing ants. Okay, it it uh, scratches them like crazy, so they get it. It uh, it, def it desiccates them and they die. Oh, it's huh. not good for your lungs either. So I mean, it's right? Like... Yeah. So that that's the thing so you is... like you just have. I mean, you have to cover them in it, or just kind of have some out there and, and uh, sticks to them. Or if you like, put a, a line of it, they won't mm -hmm. go through it. To, they oh. stay away from it. Another thing that was mentioned was uh, cayenne pepper. Okay, put liquid with, with water as base and and, and uh, cayenne pepper, and, and they hate it. And so you can like make a line of it, and then they won't go past that. Huh. So I thought that was cool. Take that, ants. Most bugs is where we understand. So, the ants in particular, if you have a problem. Planet Earth 2 is airing. You know, they're about midway through the run right now. Mm. So, for the people who, you know, didn't find a UK version on the internet, right. uh, you, you need to be watching Planet Earth 2. It is amazing. Well, you need to be watching... Yeah, but you also need to be watching uh, Legion. I don't know if you've caught up yet. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, I've seen your tweets. I want to go watch it. And I will as soon as the shiny polish wears. You know, now that the, now that I'm not got the don't have the wrenches out and dismantling my uh -huh. printer, I will watch Legion. It's at this point I'm like I'm so impressed. It, it's like 
I mean, you said during the first one, you didn't know it was a superhero show at all until mm-hmm. you know, they said the word mutant. And what I like about it is that all your assumptions about what a superhero show is are just blown away. To me, it's like, I mean, Noah Haley is, is fantastic. It's like Kubrick, you know, Kubrick doing a horror movie. What do you get? You get The Shining. Mm-hmm. Kubrick doing a sci-fi movie. What do you get? Mm-hmm. 2001. You get something really yeah. interesting yeah. out of doing these basic genre stuff and so you're getting something very interesting and different this last episode was not my favorite episode um because it was some of it was a little obvious but because it was a horror it was basically a horror movie okay um the obvious stuff felt like in place i suppose uh so it didn't feel discongruous it just felt like not quite as um using not quite as to the top of your intelligence as the rest of the show has been but i still loved it and also just the um some of the some of the sequences in there are fantastic (laughs) Just okay. stuff that you've never seen before. Awesome. I'm gonna, I mean, it's at the top of the list of things to get back to when yeah. I start watching TV again. So, yeah, that and, uh, as we said, you know, Fargo and, uh, and Better Call Saul are coming back and other stuff. Silicon Valley. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Let's see Thing here. Um, looking through some of my notes. Anything you got? Uh, I tell you about the 3D printer. <laughs> oh, what else? That's about what about the Oscars? We didn't talk about the Oscars. The an interesting thing finally happened on the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I think everyone knows about this. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't know. But Warren Beatty was like trying like like trying not to like stop the show. Right. And he was and apparently he was I didn't see his part cuz I didn't you know care that much but apparently he was like looking at like he's like uh, he, yeah he's he's like stalling. He's like he was trying to weigh the I pretty sure this is a mistake. Yeah. But the if it not the producers are going to kick my ass for stopping the show i can't you know i can't call the producer onto the stage you know so he's trying to figure out what his options are yeah and he tries to go to who was he with faye dunaway so he was trying to get her consultation on what do you think this is and she wasn't having it right she's like just read the first thing she saw So I mean, Warren Beatty was he was right on top of it. Yeah, you know? and he, the funny thing is, during uh, like the tweets during it were like, "What's Warren Beatty doing? Trying to be funny? What is this dumb stuff?" And then afterwards, like, "Oh, Warren Beatty was actually, yeah, he he was like, this is not right. He was trying to figure out how to fix it without ruining the yeah, show. Yeah. Well, it turns out that it didn't ruin the show, and in, yeah. it, in in many ways, it made the show well, much sure. more memorable. So. Right, but like having a producer come on stage yeah. on live TV is like not something they do. <laughs> so you know, he's like, "What options do I have mm-hmm. here?" And they're probably coming up close to deadline. You know, the night new, nightly news is going to start or something. Oh, or, it was already well, well past, well past that. that. Okay. Um, what was funny to me is it's the idea that oh, Emma Stone won for La La Land for for Best Picture. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I guess we can... I don't really have anything to talk about. I thought I did, but I didn't put it down or something, so... Um, 
maybe there's some stuff in the channel that we talked about. Like you upload an image to general. No, was the general? Channel. To four fifteen. Yeah. No, let me talk about that the main show. Okay. But it's a it's an expiration date. <laughs> a case of German beer that is um, fifteen Eight. months. Fifteen months. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, they're not really cared about hot fading, are they? Um, yeah, let's just go on to the show. Okay. <laughs>